Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome into the DNVR Rockies podcast brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Now new customers, you can sign up using promo code DNVR. Then you place a $5 bet when it wins. Guess what? You get $200 in bonus bets instantly. That's with code DNVR and with DraftKings Sportsbook. I am your host, Patrick Lyons, and joining me today, all the way from Phoenix, Arizona, in spring training, with his special City Connect Serpiente's backdrop, it's <laughs> Jesse Friedman from PHNX Diamondbacks. What's up, Jesse? I don't know how I feel about that, Patrick. I don't know how I feel about that intro. <laughs> I feel like that's good. We're tying it in, right? You've got, it's a City Connect backdrop, no, right? It, that's the color. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it is. Uh, this room is a, a sort of an odd greenish color, so I don't I don't know if it's quite the the serpienta sand that we've got going on, but uh, but you know I suppose they're they're not they're not too different from each other. Yeah, maybe the camera is 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 distorting it a little bit. Maybe uh, we're learning that I'm colorblind. I'm not exactly sure what it is, <laughs> uh, but I'm glad you joined me today because you know it's it's baseball season, it's still spring training, but there's so much to talk about. Obviously, everything that the Diamondbacks are doing right now with their big extension with Corbin Carroll. Uh, we'll get into that. Some World Baseball Classic business, general NL West stuff, but of course, as a Rockies podcast, we do got to talk about the Colorado Rockies uh, who won a game last night. One of their their rare night games, they had a night game uh, on Tuesday night. They play a night game again here tonight on Wednesday against the Dodgers. They do it again on next Monday and Tuesday. But Herman Marquez looked really solid. Uh, we know he had a delay to the start of his spring training with the with the hamstring issue. But four innings pitched, only ended up giving up two hits, no walks, seven strikeouts. This bodes really well for him to be able uh, to start the season on time and and be uh, an integral part of of this rotation. Don't you, wouldn't you agree, Jesse? Yeah, I mean, I mean, spring training results are all that matter, Patrick. I think they arguably <laughs> matter more than the regular season. So you know, if you're if you're doing well now, then then I mean, the regular season is just going to be a cakewalk at that point. So <laughs> I think so. Well, the Cubs, you know, the Cubs had a, had a like a regular lineup there. Like if if sure. you go with what the projections say. That was that was their A lineup. Maybe Tucker Barnhart there in as catcher instead of Young Gomes. But two strikeouts against Nico Horner for uh, Herman Marquez. Two against Swanson, Bellinger, Patrick Wisdom, Eric Hosmer. Which it's weird to say that he's a Chicago Cub now. Uh, he's yeah. played for every team at this point in his career. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, no, Marquez looked good. Uh, I still don't know if he'll get added. Maybe if uh, Venezuela has already moved on to to the quarterfinals, so they're going to be there. Will they add Marquez? I, I think the Rockies would probably tend to prefer, you know, for him to stay back with the Rockies. Uh, but he he should be starting his season on time, which is which is really positive. Uh, out of the bullpen, Peter Lambert went to scoreless. Brad Hand, uh, a scoreless inning, and Denelson Lamette, another scoreless outing for him. He is a guy that I think uh, there's a lot of guys that are going to be uh, free agents at the end of this year. I think Denelson Lamette could maybe even get the the biggest. Uh, return uh, in a trade at the deadline for you, Jesse. Is Denelson Lamette kind of uh, of those 
you know, relievers on a one-year deal. Pierce Johnson is another one of those. Uh, you've got, you know, guys like Randall Gritchick, CJ Crone uh, are in their final year before free agency. Do you think a guy like Denelson Lamette, a big back end uh, of the bullpen arm, uh, could be someone that that could get, you know, the most in return uh, if you were to deal him at the trade deadline? I remember Denelson Lamette with the Padres, I want to say, uh, three years ago. I think it was 2020. Uh, the pandemic year when Denelson Lament was, oh my gosh, this guy had insane stuff. And I haven't seen him pitch in, in spring training. I'm curious what, what your thoughts are on, you know, how, how the stuff looks, whether it, it is at all indicative of the pitcher that maybe he was a couple of years ago. But if Denelson Lament is anywhere close to that guy and is able to stay healthy, that's always the, the big question with him. Uh, I've seen him have as good a stuff as really anyone in baseball. Um, and unfortunately, I know that his career as a starter uh, didn't quite pan out. I, I, I doubt the Rockies are, are really trying to do that at this point. But if you can just use him as a one inning reliever, you know, with 99 and, and that slider or whatever it looks like right now, I think a lot of teams would be would be interested in that at the trade deadline. Yeah, he looked really strong last year once they picked him up off of waivers from the Brewers and, you know, was, was really, really good out of the bullpen last year. I think his last outing against the Dodgers, you know, he got hit around for a couple of runs. So that might have distorted his overall ERA uh, on the season or his time with the Rockies. But he's he's a guy where from from what I've seen in spring training and, and what he was able to show last year, once he finally got healthy, because that was that was one of the reasons why the Rockies picked him up, because they said, hey, wait a minute, we're he, this year, we'll, we'll see what we get in 2022. But in 2023 is really what we're banking on. And he's a yeah. guy potentially even, you know, have future closer kind of written all over him. So um, he'll be interesting to see on the offensive side. Ryan McMahon, El Hirsch Montero, uh, both at their third home run in the spring. McMahon does it against uh, a guy who, you know, had a really good season last year in Cubs left-handed starter, Justin Steele. Uh, and Montero right now, in general, is making his case to be the team's starting third baseman. He's 10 for 34 this spring, so just under 300 batting average. He's got a double, three homers, five walks to only six strikeouts. So you like that he's putting the ball in play. He's making that hard kind of contact. I'm curious what your take was, uh, Jesse, in, in hearing that, okay, Rodgers goes down. That's really bad. Um, but then you sign Mike Moustakis, you move Ryan McMahon over to second base, and you say, you're not going to be playing this Elihiris Montero kid, Nolan Jones maybe, you know, he's still still a young prospect. Does this kind of shout a, a classic Rockies-type move, or are you okay you know, bringing in a veteran and kind of giving the, giving the younger player kind of a, a slower start and a slower progression uh, before he takes over the role, kind of, you know, setting him up maybe for more success? rather than just throwing him right out there as, as the starting third baseman. Is that a classic Rockies move, or are, are you just thinking, hey, you know what, maybe there's still something left in the tank for Moustakis? I think the Rockies are definitely in a stage right now where, where you want to see the kids play, right? I, I don't think, uh, you know, somehow Rockies fans seem to show up no matter how good or, or, or bad the team is, which I know a lot of Diamondbacks fans are very jealous of that because that is not the case. Uh, here in Arizona. But I do think there's something to be said for giving those young players uh, kind of a runway to a role that will really suit them well. Uh, it's one thing to let the kids play, uh, but it's another thing to kind of force the kids to play before they're really ready for those opportunities. I think you can actually do some damage to, to the progression of some of those young guys if you kind of force them in there too early. Uh, we saw that maybe a little bit last year with Geraldo Perdomo, uh, Diamondback shortstop prospect who's still only 23 years old. Nick Ahmed goes down, you know, with with a shoulder injury near the beginning of the year, and suddenly Perdomo is your full time everyday shortstop. 
Uh, and I think by the end of the season, he had a lower OPS than anyone in baseball uh, with 500 or more plate appearances. I think by the end of the year, you know, he'd certainly made some some adjustments. He'd certainly learned some things along the way. But it was pretty clear to D-backs fans like, yeah, Perdomo wasn't really ready for that just yet. It would have been nice if the Diamondbacks had maybe had another depth option who could have stepped in and, and maybe allowed Perdomo to get some of those reps in AAA. So I don't really have a problem bringing in Moustakis. I don't know how good Mike Moustakis is at this point, realistically, or how much faith should be put in him. I guess there's a reason that he was still out there for the taking at this point. Um, but I, I think it's still good. I mean, uh, veterans... Uh, certainly bring value just in that they have the experience and you know it's it's at least a placeholder for hopefully better things to come yeah it's a tale of caution kind of uh as you're saying with with perdomo you know careful what you wish for a little bit james in the chat of course uh over on the youtube channel uh dnvr sports uh basically breaking it down by saying, you know, the Rockies haven't made enough offseason moves right now to earn any love. Um, and to Jesse's point, you know, maybe you don't want to make a, enough of a, a lot of those moves because you're blocking some of those young players. Uh, and if you do want to bring in a veteran player, a superstar guy that you want to pay, I mean, that that was the whole story with Brandon Nimmo is, you know, don't bring him in and, and then have to pay him $25 million a year because right now it's not going to matter. Next year, it may not really matter. But if you can still get a veteran presence, you know, on the cheap, like a Brad Hand. Mike Moustakis, you know, even even a guy like a Cole Tucker, uh, if you will, then you know that's that's going to allow for for an easier transition for a lot of those young guys. And now you you haven't invested that same kind of money, so um, it, it can be a, a delicate balance uh, for the most part. Uh, Wednesday's game, uh, tonight's game, uh, as I mentioned, against the Dodgers, Austin Gomber versus Clayton Kershaw, nice little lefty lefty matchup. That game will be on AT and T Sportsnet. Uh, I bring that up because uh, opening day in San Diego for the Rockies will be on AT&T Sportsnet, uh, according to Patrick Saunders of the Denver Post. Uh, uh, he got that information, you know, through a, a source. How much longer, you know, beyond that, will you be able to watch the Rockies on AT&T Sportsnet or Root Sports as it may even be reverting back to? It's not clear. MLB plans on taking over these broadcasts in the future, but they're still kind of unable to do so right now. Jesse, I know the Diamondbacks are dealing with the same thing with Valley Sports. What has been your your kind of take on on everything going down? Is Should fans really be concerned uh, about everything going on with these RSNs, or will MLB really, you know, find a way to make sure that, you know, we're not going to have blackouts or we're, we're not going to have games that no one's going to be able to watch like it, it will get figured out sooner rather than later well according to a, a report from sports business journal i believe the diamondbacks were the first team to actually lose money as a result of this situation uh diamond sports group uh basically missed a rights payment to the diamondbacks before they missed a rights payment to any other team so we don't know exactly what the financial ramifications are uh, of that at this point uh what we do know According to another article, which I think was uh, on the on the New York Post a couple of days ago, apparently they're using the word free, Patrick, when we when we talk about Major League Baseball taking over some of these broadcasts um, that this article at least threw around the word free as if fans, at least in market, would not have to pay to watch their teams. Uh, so from a fan perspective, I think this could actually be really great. I mean, I don't think anyone's complaining about that. Uh, we were talking about our uh, about this on our show the other day. Maybe there are some Diamondbacks fans out there that, you know, uh, cut the cord and, and haven't wanted to pony up for for whatever streaming service it would take. And, uh, you know, have just kind of not been watching this baseball team, even if they've wanted to over the last few years. 
uh, if Major League Baseball steps in and, and is able to get these games out there for free. I think it could in, in some ways galvanize the fan base and, you know, kind of get some of those people who have fallen off the uh, the viewership of this baseball team a little bit. Maybe some of those people come back and, and start watching again. Uh, from a larger financial standpoint, though, the Diamondbacks is an organization. Like I said, they already have lost some money, and I think they're probably going to continue to lose money. It sounds like uh, their TV deal with Diamond Sports Group uh, heavily favored the team. Uh, at least that's what that's what some reports have come out and said, that uh, the money that Diamond was bringing in uh, was not at all comparable to the amount of money they were paying the Diamondbacks every year. And I know the Diamondbacks aren't aren't the only team in that situation. So there are some pretty big concerns here in the long term. The D-backs depend heavily on that revenue every year. Uh, but in in the short term, it might be kind of a fun thing for fans where, hey, every everybody loves a, a free baseball game that they can watch from home. Yeah, the MLB free app sounds a lot better than the MLB at-bat app. It's yeah, <laughs> you'll, you'll take a freebie uh, again. Also in the DNVR sports uh, chat uh, over on YouTube, someone was only able to watch one game because it was one that was for free on Fox. So yeah, uh, Diamondbacks Rockies are kind of in the same boat. Uh, our games aren't necessarily going to be free nationally. People might not want to look at our teams right now. Uh, your case might be a little bit different. That could be changing here uh, in the next season or two, but uh, MLB free would be nice. Uh, also in that same report from the New York post, all of the uh, announcers and analysts uh, will stick around right now under this right. you know, kind of current plan that they've got going on. And uh, MLB even, you know, has, has a team has, has three people that they've you know hired to kind of focus on that, uh, which is interesting. Uh, there also was a, a quote uh, from uh, Rockies owner, Dick Monfort, who's right in the middle of all this. Uh, he said, in, in speaking about what MLB wants to do with these RSNs and uh, possibly provide games for free, our goal quote, our goal would be to make games available, not only within the traditional cable bundle, but also on the digital side as well. So again, that's one of those things where if you haven't cut the cord, you can watch from home, but then as soon as you leave and you go somewhere else, that's it. You might not have uh, a means to watch on your phone quite as much. Uh, or if you're in one of those areas where there's multiple teams that are considered to be in your zone, right? Wasn't Isn't there some place in Iowa where there's five teams overlap? So there's yeah. five different places that you can't necessarily watch a game. So uh, it, it is definitely a, uh, a difficult and, and untenable situation. You can watch all the Rockies games over at the DNBR bar. That's a fact. We know that. There you go. Corner of Colfax in New York is where you're going to go for that. Uh, when you're a diehard, you get 15% off your beer and your drink legitimately uh, for this thing here that you're getting. The podcast, the live show on YouTube, you're getting some exclusive content uh, on the article side, video breakdown from everybody in all the major sports, CSU, uh, CU Buffs. I mean, you name it all around. You're getting all that coverage. And then also when you come down to the DMVR bar, it's another 15% off your food. And your drink, it's 20% off all the gear at dnvrlocker.com. And then 20% off uh, the watch parties and the party buses that we've got going on. In fact, we got one on April 29th against the Arizona Diamondbacks. Jesse, that uh, my door is open to you. I, we haven't discussed this officially, <laughs> but uh, if you need a place to stay uh, in Denver or Denver adjacent, I'm a Denver adjacent guy, uh, come stay with me. You can come out. I don't know if you can ride the party bus, but you can hang out with everybody at the stadium, uh, be at the bar. Uh, you are very welcome for that on April 29th. That's going to be uh, an exciting event, maybe one of the first exciting events since 2007, where the Diamondbacks and the Rockies have faced off against each other. I, I will only come if I get to ride on the party bus, Patrick. <laughs> uh, can you drive? Do you have a, uh, you a have CDL? A yes, a CDL. That's what I was looking for. 
<laughs> I do not have my CDL at this point, but I, I'll if it, if it me if that's what it takes to get on the party bus, Patrick, then I'm I'm willing to put in some work here over the next month or so. You're committed to that. I appreciate that. Well, of course, 2017 wildcard game was that was really the last time that uh, the Rockies and Diamondbacks uh, were exciting like that. You get access to the diehards only discord. It, it's amazing. Make sure you head over to the DNVR.com. Get all that information and head over to Rotowire. In fact, go to rotowire.com slash DNVR where they got a special deal where for two days, 48 hours, you get to look behind the paywall. You get access to everything and you don't have to put a credit card down either. It's not one of those things where if you, if you, if you get caught sleeping, you're going to get charged for it. No, it's just two days free trial. It's amazing. Rotowire.com slash DNVR. It's going to help you out with your fantasy baseball league. It's going to let you know uh, about where to draft players at. What's the average draft position. They got fantasy draft kits, custom start, sit, add, drop, trade advice, lineup optimizers. Uh, it's amazing. They do it for not just MLB, but golf, soccer, NASCAR, even the XFL. If you're looking to do some of that, it's amazing. Rotowire has been uh, pioneers in this for over 25 years uh, it, they're absolutely amazing i've used them forever they have a daily podcast as well uh, but go over to rotowire.com dnvr sign up two days unlimited access to dominate your fantasy league or even to just learn a little bit more about what's going on in the game because uh, they'll tell you who the closer is how secure is that job for that pitcher uh, as well as who the next guys that are going to be on the come up fantasy stuff all about top prospects because being a top prospect is different than being a top fantasy prospect because you don't get any credit for defense when it comes to fantasy baseball. Rotowire.com slash DNVR and pinsandaces.com is where you need to go to get all kinds of wonderful golf gear. It's a Colorado company that we love to support. They love supporting us. It's family owned. They've got the beer sleeve slash seltzer sleeve. So you load up about seven of those bad boys. Throw it in your golf bag. It looks like one of your clubs, and you're locked and loaded until you get to that 19th hole there at the end. Uh, you're going to be ready to go. It's an innovative product. I love that. Um, go to pinsandaces.com and use code DNVR to get 15% off your first order. You also get free shipping. That's with pinsandaces.com. Jesse Corbin Carroll, he's, uh, he's a favorite to win NL Rookie of the Year this year. Uh, it always seems like whoever the NL Rookie of the Year favorite is or the al favorite they never win it say a suzuki yeah like, they're still waiting for him to arrive last <laughs> year right um so maybe that's a curse but there's even folks that have kind of mentioned corbin carroll in in an mvp kind of capacity right like a lot would have to go right for him to really be in that conversation but he's a guy who could get top 10 votes depending on how his season goes uh he signs an eight-year extension Less than 50 days of service time, less than 50 games that he's played. First uh, guy to, to get a $100 million contract with that little amount of games played in service time. $111 million guaranteed. I know there's escalators that can bump it up, I think, to like $134 million. Uh, he's now 22 years old, but debuted last year as a 21-year-old. To let people know like why this is obviously a win for Corbin Carroll, because that's guaranteed money that he didn't have guaranteed to him a week or so ago, but why is this uh, such a big deal for the Arizona Diamondbacks and their fan base? The Diamondbacks have been a team for a number of years now that has sort of been unable to keep their stars around, or maybe unwilling is, is the, the more appropriate term. Uh, the Diamondbacks, of course, traded away Paul Goldschmidt back in 2019, a move that was not very popular with the fan base, uh, needless to say. And I, I know the Rockies have made some similar decisions in, in recent years that maybe did not make fans so happy. Um, and what was really interesting to me uh, when Diamondbacks GM Mike Azen did his press conference and talked about this 
is he mentioned Paul Goldschmidt's name. He mentioned how he was aware that that doing those kinds of things have an impact on the clubhouse when you trade away your star player when they are at their peak, as Paul Goldschmidt still really was when he when he left the Diamondbacks. The man just won an MVP last year with the St. Louis Cardinals. He was still at the top of his game, and the Diamondbacks, you know, made a difficult decision to to trade him away. And I think this move is about the Diamondbacks being like, we don't want to go there again. We're, we're willing to take a pretty crazy risk, which I do think this is maybe not a crazy risk, but it is a, it is a significant risk. I mean, $111 million to a guy who has 115 big league plate appearances has played in 32 big league games and you're guaranteeing him $111 million and you're the two free agent years as, that are part of this contract are at $28 million a piece, $28 million a year is no joke, right? I mean, that is a significant amount of money. Um, and depending on where Corbin Carroll finishes in MVP voting, uh, I believe both of those can get up into the 30s. So it is a risk, but this is the Diamondbacks saying, we, we don't want to do what we did with Paul Goldschmidt. We don't want to be the team that's always losing out on, on you know, our star players. And, and they strongly believe that Corbin Carroll will be that guy. Um, and I mean, this deal is through his age 30 season. It's not like it locks him up you know, till he's 38 or, or something crazy, like we've seen with some of these other deals, but it at least buys out a couple more years and then gives the D-backs a club option for 2031. Yeah, that's it's the second largest deal they've ever given out, right? Zach yeah. Greinke is, is the biggest one, like 206 and a half million. Um, yep. And so, yeah, this this now kind of sets that that mark. Yeah. We're in extension season. We're kind of hoping that another NL Rookie of the Year award favorite, Ezekiel Tovar, could... Uh, you know, get the same kind of extension on, on the Rockies side. Um, but yeah, Carol, I mean, is uh, just, just such an interesting player, a very exciting player. You know, as you said, it's um, maybe crazy isn't the word, but it's aggressive. Uh, and it also shows like yeah. how much the Diamondbacks believe that they've got something really special uh, in Corbin Carroll. And, and he's not the only guy either. Like that's the thing. And, and I think we've talked about it before this off season about uh, so many of the young players, uh, that are that are ready that are that are at the big league level right now, you know, for the Diamondbacks. How many of those guys were together, kind of going through the ranks, or do they each kind of have their own timeline? Because the Rockies like to, their guys to stay together almost in bunches. Um, they've had a lot of success the last couple of years in the lower levels of the minors, winning a lot of games and um, and and winning in their league and kind of that's their system as kind of building a team as a team versus building, you know, players individually who can come together for a team. Uh, the Rockies have looked to the diamondbacks or at least have acknowledged the fact that, Hey, the, the D backs are ahead of us uh, kind of on, on the contention scale and or contending scale. Like they, they're going to be there. Their window is going to open before ours. Um, and it could be still could be a couple years for the Rockies to do that. But, but how did the diamondbacks get that way? Was it more of the team? staying as a team or, or was it these individual guys just kind of going at their own pace? Yeah. As, as far as the prospects go, like, yeah. like were they all kind of coming up as a, as a unit? Yeah. I mean the D backs top three position player prospects that get kind of all of the love are Corbin Carroll, Jordan Lawler and Drew Jones. Um, and I don't believe that any of them have ever been at the same uh, minor league level at the same time. Uh, they've all, they've been kind of all a year or two apart. Uh, Corbin Carroll was drafted back in 2019. Uh, Jordan Lawler was drafted in 2021. Uh, those two, however, do actually have a very good relationship with each other and have spent a lot of time together. 
uh, because uh, they both they both had shoulder surgery. <laughs> and so uh, they kind of walked through that recovery process together, uh, spent a lot of time out at out at Salt River Fields um, in, in rehab and whatnot. So uh, Lawler and Carol uh, have spent a lot of time together, um, I believe. Uh, during care or during Lawler's injury, both of them were out at uh, Chase Field, just watching some of the Diamondbacks games during the season, um, and and sitting with scouts and trying to soak up as much knowledge as they possibly could uh, while those injuries were happening. Um, but yeah, the D-backs have just drafted really well, and I think they've gotten a little lucky too. If I'm being honest, uh, 2019 Corbin Carroll was there for them at number 16 overall. That was pretty fortunate for them, and that's something that Mike Hazen talked about in the press conference. We were very lucky to get Corbin Carroll where we did, and I think the same goes for Jordan Lawler in 2021. He fell to number six overall. A lot of people had Lawler as the number one guy on their draft board that year, Uh, and then last year, Drew Jones. A lot of people viewed him as the best overall prospect in that draft. Diamondbacks able to snag him at number two overall, so the stars have kind of aligned, you know, uh, right, right draft pick position at the right time sort of thing. And uh, that's the reason that the Diamondbacks future is as bright as it is right now. Yeah, I want to say the pitchers have probably come along a little bit together. I know last yes. year at, at AAA, yes. and, you know, Trey Jameson, Ryan Nelson, those guys have, have, have kind of been together. And I imagine on the pitching side, like that those are the guys maybe that you you want to be together maybe more so than the hitters who you know can can develop in a silo and kind of go level to level whereas the pitchers uh you almost want them battling each other again it's it goes back to what Atlanta had where it was Smoltz Glavin uh and and uh and Greg Maddox where you know each one is like oh you think that's good let's see what I can do anything you can do I can do better and so uh that's really nice to have uh, uh, on the pitching side since they've got to wait every five days it's not every day in the lineup you get a chance to maybe show something like the uh, the hitters are able to do but the pitchers have that ability to do that and in a, in a not so you know pitcher friendly place like Reno so uh the yeah. Rockies are very much you know far further behind uh the Diamondbacks with their pitchers too where you know they Right now, Double A is is where some of those guys, Joe Rock, Case Williams, have kind of started to show up. Whereas the Diamondbacks, they're going to get that impact, you know, immediately. Where uh, I think what at least one of those young rookie pitchers should be uh, in the rotation. You might want more. I know a lot of Diamondbacks fans probably want two or three of those young guys in the rotation, as opposed to Bumgarner or Zach Davies. But to your point of what we were saying before. Um, you want to set them up for success and you don't want to overexpose them and kind of maybe rattle their confidence earlier than, than they're actually ready for. I think, yeah, I mean, a lot of Diamondbacks fans would say, you know, out with Madison Bumgarner, let's, let's get two of these rookie guys in there. Uh, I think D-backs fans have, have sort of had enough. They've sort of had their fill of watching Madison Bumgarner pitch over the last few years. It hasn't, uh, it hasn't been great, uh, but you're right on the pitching side. A lot of these guys have kind of come up together, but almost the entire way. Uh, last year, Dre Jamison and Ryan Nelson both made their their big league debuts. Both had sub 1.5 ERAs um, in a cup of coffee in, in the big leagues. It wasn't much, but it was something. It, it was noticeable. Uh, those two guys spent, um, I believe, Jamison was in AAA for about 90% of his season. And then Ryan Nelson was the Reno Aces opening day starter and, and was there the whole year until his call up. So those two guys uh, were roommates uh, at one point. Uh, they've spent a lot of time together. Uh, Tommy Henry, another guy who made his big league debut for the D-backs last year, also you know was in AAA uh, with those two for the majority of the year. And then Brandon Fott uh, got a call up 
uh, to AAA later in the season last year uh, and, and joined them there. So all of those guys, all of these young starting pitchers that we're talking about have kind of moved up up the ranks together, at least at, at certain times. And there's a lot of excitement surrounding uh, those four guys. I think uh, D-backs, as I said, I think they've only got one spot in, in the opening day rotation. So maybe one of those guys gets moved to the bullpen, the other two get sent down. Um, but that's, I mean, that's another big part of, of the excitement uh, that this fan base has going into 2023. That's a good problem to have for sure. Uh, a, a problem that it seems like Chase Field has or, or Diamondbacks fans have uh, is, is hot dogs. And there's a lot of excitement over that. What can you break down for anyone that doesn't know? Cause I don't think we've talked about it on our side, but I know uh, when I go down and, and, and jump on the PHNX D back show or, or I was down there in spring training, uh, Chase Field has for, for every team that comes in, there's like a new theme based around that city or that team are fans really that upset that they, when they go to the ballpark, there's a new hot dog item with a little bit of a flare on it. Like, is, is this really a, considered a, a bad thing amongst uh, the D backs faithful? Yeah, it's called the versus dog. Uh, <laughs> and yes, and for every team that comes to chase field, they switch it up and they, and they have a hot dog that's kind of themed after, the city that that road team is from. So I think there's, there's been some concern from diamondbacks fans that like, we're kind of playing into this narrative that chase field is dominated by, by fans of the road team, uh, which is a, a very real thing at times, right? When the, when the Dodgers come here, when uh, the Cardinals come here, some of those teams with really strong fan bases, the Cubs, uh, it, it, there's a lot of, uh, a lot of the road colors, a lot of the road team colors in the stands at chase field. And so people are wondering, like, are you trying to make these people even more comfortable by, like, giving them their own personalized hot dog while they're there? Uh, so I, I understand the concern. I only had one of the versus dogs last year. I think I had the Pirates uh, versus dog. Uh, it was honestly kind of mediocre. So I, I can't really talk too much about the actual uh, items themselves and how, how good they tasted. Maybe there were some good ones, but I was not particularly impressed with the one that I had. What was the Pirates dog? I imagine maybe it has like some like roast beef and like some French fries on it. So it's almost like a Promonte Brothers sandwich. It, it did have French fries. It had French fries and coleslaw. Um, but I, I don't know. It just the stuff didn't kind of like go together the way that you would expect it to. I very much felt like I was just eating a hot dog with a side of French fries and a side of coleslaw. And they were all kind of jumbled on top of each other in a way that I probably wouldn't have liked. Uh, so, yeah, it, it was I think some of the other ones were maybe a little bit better, but, uh, but that one was, yeah, it wasn't, wasn't much to it. At, at Coors Field, we're, we're used to getting uh, other teams fans uh, and, and seeing a lot of different colors. Uh, one of the first games I, I remember covering uh, back when the Astros started getting really good and the, and the Rockies were really good at the time, 17, 18, you know, uh, a lot of Astros fans in the ballpark and Charlie Blackman, you know, kind of quipped that like, yeah, a lot of Broncos fans, we're in the house tonight because of all the orange um, <laughs> and, you know, course field, we don't encourage the other fans, but we don't discourage them. And so I think, I think there's, there's a difference in that. And again, that, that definitely uh, upsets Rockies fans, no doubt about it, but I could see how, uh, you know, having those versus dogs uh, definitely, you know, might encourage and, and cater to uh, those kind of folks. Uh, Bacchus and Shanker is catering, uh, their service to you because look, if you've been hurt, Bacchus and Shanker is going to help you out in a major way. They win for Colorado families. Uh, they've been doing it in Colorado for over 25 years. And the best part about it is 
their work is free until they win money in your case. So it's free to speak to them. Uh, it's even free for them to work on your case. They're, they're doing all of that for free until they win money for you. And they've done that for Colorado families to the tune of over $1 million. Check them out at any of their neighborhood offices in Denver, Aurora, Inglewood, or Fort Collins. Uh, they've got 30 lawyers, 100 folks on staff. Bacchus and Shanker, uh, they win. That's the bottom line. They can help you out with all kinds of accidents that weren't your fault. Car accidents, motorcycle accidents, ride share, pedestrians, trucks, you name it. They can even help if you've been injured at work. So give them a call at 222-2222 to find out if you have a case. That's all Troy Tulowitzki's. That's it. Just imagine Troy Tulowitzki's number seven times in a row, 222-2222. That's easy that's to remember. A, right? Jesse? That's an incredible. Is that an, that's an actual phone number? It is. Yes. That's I mean, incredible. 303, you know, like I, I guess there's something where you don't even have to type in the 303 area code. There's a couple other ones I think that they have, but all Tulos or Jonathan Daza. You might be more of the Jonathan Daza era <laughs> if you want to think about that number two. Um, but uh, DraftKings is number one. Uh, so is baseball. It's baseball season. Football's dead. Uh, $5 bet when you use code DNVR. You place a $5 bet, and when it wins for you, because you know you're going to win that first time, you're going to have that kind of luck. A kind of good vibration and juice going for you. When that $5 bet wins, you get $200 in bonus bets instantly. You don't have to wait around for anything. Boom. Right away, they're going to take care of you. They got other really wonderful things like NBA no sweat same game parlays, where even if you you miss, they're going to help you out and kick a little something back your way. You can bet on the uh, the preseason games here in MLB and spring training. You've got that. You've got league winners, division winners, end of year award winners. I don't know, uh, Jesse, how much you've gotten into this with Derek. You can uh, you can bet on head-to-head teams, like who's going to win more games. You might even give a couple wins to to one team over another. They also have head-to-head home runs. Kyle Tucker or Shohei Otani? That's a matchup. Hmm. Who do you think is going to hit more home runs this year? Kyle Tucker or Shohei Otani? Who would you pick in that one? Ooh, um, man, I don't I don't know. I don't remember how many exactly Kyle Tucker had last year. I would he had, probably he said thirty the last two years, and Otani had thirty four last year. Okay. I would, I would probably lean Shohei Otani. You know, you got the walk here. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like, like, like Shohei Otani needs to perform. He's like, Hey guys, I'm going on to the free agent market. (laughs) I really need to make sure I have a big (laughs) year. Uh, He could be awful this year. And yeah, I don't think that's going to impact his number, but you're right. That's true. Yeah. No, that was my pick of the week was Otani. Kyle Tucker is actually like, he's the favorite. They're, They're shorter odds. For Kyle Tucker right now, so DraftKings, they're they're uh, they're taunting us out there with these with these bets. So you got to head over there to check it out. Use code DNVR, place a five dollar bet, you win two hundred dollars in bonus bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook and only with code DNVR. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Jesse, have you been going to some of the uh, WBC games? I've I've seen some photographs from the uh, PHNX Diamondbacks account on Twitter. I went to the Team Mexico Team USA game. Um, oh, haven't so been you're the, last... the reason you're the reason why you're the jinx. I'm there you go. There you go. That would, that would be me. I think I might go, uh, tonight to team USA versus team Columbia. One Merrill Kelly, uh, will be on the mound getting the start, uh, for team USA. And that one pretty big game for team USA, a game they're certainly expected to win. Uh, but probably one of the bigger games that Merrill Kelly has ever pitched in, in his young career. Yeah, he is the only starter right now, I believe, on that roster that hasn't thrown yet. So he's he's saved for this game. Uh, Big spot, must win. Team USA wins. They are in. If they lose, they go to two and two, and there's all kinds of a tie. Actually, I think if they lose, 
uh, there's a good chance that they won't they won't win the tiebreaker. The weird thing yeah. is, so I had to I had to actually make this is a joke, and you can laugh at me, it's fine, uh, or it's going to sound like a joke. Uh, I had to make a spreadsheet up last night because I needed to know about the tiebreakers because if you remember, I think it was Group A, they had a five way tie, right? Italy, Cuba, all these teams, and the tiebreaker was runs uh, allowed divided by outs not even innings but outs right because if you have a walk-off <laughs> that's not a complete inning so it's basically trying to almost find out your era so to speak right well nowhere on mlb.com mlb.com is uh, not doing a, a a wonderful job they're doing a very good job like advertising world baseball classic because there's no like nowhere on the top bar where you just click and it switches you over to world baseball classic i yeah. haven't found that i have to do a specific MLB World Baseball Classic search to get to that page, but they show you the standings. What they don't show you is that that tiebreaker of, you know, obviously head to head is a tiebreaker, um, but with how everything you know lays out for a, a two and two layout, um, I think there's even a chance you could have three teams with three and one record, right? If if yeah. Mexico beats Canada, there's three teams that are three and one, but this is one of the reasons why I had to make the spreadsheet because I I need to see what their runs allowed divided by outs and Canada because of that big drubbing by us. I think unless Colombia defeats USA by a big score, USA is going to have uh, a, a lower number than that. And so USA would move on past Canada. But again, to your point, USA needs to win. Merrill Kelly needs to pitch. Well, uh, Kyle Freeland could be available. He only threw 29 pitches on Saturday. So he only had three days rest, but he could be back in there. Uh, I've got an article over there on the DNVR.com available for you to, uh, to take a look at where Freeland, you know, talks about being reunited with Nolan Arenado and, you know, Mark DeRosa, the manager and GM Tony Regan's kind of uh, discussing why they wanted Kyle Freeland on team USA. Uh, he could also be pivotal, uh, pivotal tonight uh, in the start. So uh, I hope you're there. And I hope you you bring some good luck this time. Yeah, I I will do that, Patrick. I will do that. Uh, I I will say it's worth pointing out that that Team USA Team Mexico game on Sunday night was about as loud as I have ever heard Chase Field. Maybe outside wow. of I, I I wasn't at the Diamondbacks Rockies Wild Card game in 2017. I've heard that place was pretty pretty insane. But man, those Team Mexico fans, Patrick. They they showed up. They showed up at Chase Field and they had their noisemakers. They were singing Mexican folk songs in the stands. It was unlike anything that I've really seen in that ballpark. Uh, Chase Field, we're not used to seeing, you know, 47,000 on a Sunday night, uh, uh, you know, for two teams that on paper, it was fairly lopsided, right? I mean, uh, Team USA comes out there with Mike Trout, Paul Goldschmidt, Nolan Arenado, Manny Machado all in the middle of the lineup and it was crazy like they were going up there against against some of these these Mexico pitchers who hadn't thrown an inning above a ball uh you know and, and it and they just couldn't they just couldn't do it I think Mookie Betts was 0 for 5 in that game I know Team Mexico had some you know some actual major league starters uh that that worked that day as well but that day in particular was was very memorable one of the most fun uh, atmospheres at Chase Field that I've ever seen. Yeah, that that is that is awesome. I went to a Gold Cup game 15 years ago at this point at at Giant Stadium. So soccer fans, you know, even more so uh, than yeah. baseball fans. But yeah, Mexico whooped on Team USA, and it was. I just sat back and just just watched the atmosphere more than the game by that point. Yeah, 
is USA was done. So that's cool that that you were able to uh, to be there and uh, and and see that and, and take part in a, a wonderful international tournament. It's there's still a lot of a lot of good baseball left, and I think USA is going to win tonight. Shouldn't be too much of an issue with Columbia, who also you know, doesn't have too many, you know, big league pitchers uh, on their roster. Speaking of international news, wanted to touch on it real quick. Uh, this broke, I think, on Monday, Trevor Bauer signing a deal uh, with Japan. Speaking of yeah. uh, Japan and Taiwan here uh, in the chat on the DNVR Sports channel on YouTube. Uh, but he sends a $4 million deal with the Yokohama Dina Bay Stars. Do you think he's, he's, he's still getting paid like $22 million by the Dodgers right now? Uh, he does have an <laughs> opt-out uh, in his deal with Yokohama where if a major league team wants to sign him, you know, he can just opt out and, and then go over there. Uh, but do you think we'll see Trevor Bauer in, in the major leagues this year, or probably more importantly uh, in, in the next five years or ever again? I I'm hesitant to, to think that any major league team would ever bring on Trevor Bauer at this point. Uh, I know that, you know, maybe with some guys who have been through situations sort of like this, once some time passes, uh, you know, in this case, the, the distance of, of being all the way in Japan for a while, maybe eventually people, you know, maybe Trevor Bauer shows some things that, that his character is is improved uh, in, in some way. I'm not sure exactly how he would do that, but I don't know. Like, I don't know what big league front office is going to look at his situation and and feel that it's something that they could take on just from a PR standpoint. Like you are just putting yourself um, in the middle of just so much scrutiny if you if you bring in Trevor Bauer. And I don't know. I'm hesitant. Like in a year, is it any different? In two years, is it any different? I don't think so. I, I really don't think so. Um, certainly not surprised that that opt out is built into his deal with with that Japanese team just in case. I know he wants to keep that door open, but. I don't know about you, Patrick. I don't, I don't see, I don't think I see that door opening anytime soon. Yeah. The odds are definitely uh, against it, probably even against five years from now, but uh, yeah, I, I would never say never only because again, you're right. How, how does he prove that he's kind of a, a different person or changed? Uh, um, but you know, time can, can do that uh, and help people forget. Uh, I think I could, I could see, you know, cause Trevor Bauer doesn't want to go away. He's still putting out content. Um, I know I'm not watching it, but sometimes it'll kind of come across the screen like, oh, that's right. He's still doing videos and you know trying to do some yeah. fun different things for his channel. Um, but I could see him going over to Japan and saying, okay, I really need to embrace this uh, and embrace Japanese culture too. And I need to be here for, I'm going to say three years. So I need to go all in and uh, create some interesting content, which again, are people going to want to watch it? I don't know. But in three years time, you know, we could be in a different world or five years time. Uh, we're in a different place where there's a team that uh, would take a risk on that. We're not in a different place where that's suddenly acceptable, his behavior. No, but we're in a place in which somebody can say, you know what, that, you know, flaming hot coal that nobody wanted to touch has definitely seemed to have cooled down. And you know, yeah. we're trying to win something and, you know, teams, teams do crazy things to try to win. We know that. Uh, and, and we'll sign players uh, if they can help and they can contribute. So uh, I think it definitely would have to, to take at least, you know, five years for something like that to happen. Still, the odds are against it. But I mean, in five years time, I, who, who knows what the world holds? We certainly never thought that we'd be dealing with uh, with a pandemic. And we're saying this now almost three years to when it really started all going down. So I think it was March 13th was the last day that there was any uh, any games. I don't know if you remember that from uh, that that Friday. I think Seattle had a game at 1 o'clock. They played it, and I think all the other teams had canceled the games. 
and they they still ended up going through with it but we could have never possibly expected that so yeah bauer back in mlb in five years maybe yeah i i don't know it we have seen major league teams show a willingness to kind of like not shut the door on certain guys right and i mean there's a lot of players with a lot of different situations they're certainly not the same but you know guys like araldus chapman or marcelo zuna or you know these guys have still played um despite you know situations that were not the same as trevor bowers but i think teams are open to that so it's one of those things where right now it seems unthinkable because it, it's still so fresh and, and it's still so recent but yeah, I mean, I, I could be eating my words a year from now when when some team is like, yeah, Trevor Bauer looks like he's changed. Like, he looks like a different guy now. And if you can kind of convince yourself of that and you can, more importantly, convince your fan base of that, maybe, uh, you know, maybe the there isn't as much scrutiny there. And you can kind of uh, get by with Trevor Bauer being like this this different person than than he's been in the past. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's wild to, to think about. Well, it, it's all, it's, it's time. Uh, we'll just have to kind of have to sit back and wait. Uh, I want to ask you here before we, we get out of here. Uh, do you think, do you think there's a chance that every team in the NL West other than the Colorado Rockies wins 80, 81 games and is, and is at 500? Do you, what would, would you take that bet? Would you say, yes, I think every team will have, we'll say 80. So not even 81 where it's 500. So you're going to be two games under 500 if you win 80 games. Would you, would you take that? Do you think, Four teams are going to win 80 games in the NL West? Or would you say, no, I, I think one of those four teams, either maybe the Giants or D-backs, will be under 80 wins this year. Uh, where would you fall on that question? Oh, that's a tough one. Um, I, I don't think I would take the bet. I'd be really tempted to take the bet. I don't think I would. Um, I feel like there is a very possible, potentially likely in my mind scenario in which one of the Diamondbacks or and Giants wins 80 games. I'm not necessarily saying which team that would be. I think more likely the Giants than the Diamondbacks, frankly. Um, but I, I it, it's it's tough. I mean, in one division for four teams to finish with 80 wins, that's something that you just don't see very often. I know there's less, uh, you know, inner division play now, so I think yep. that maybe ups the likelihood of of that situation a little bit. But I don't know. It, it, that's just something that is so weird that I, I don't think I'd bet on it. But I mean, on paper, like, yeah, I kind of do think the Giants will win 80 or more games. I kind of do think the D-backs, to maybe a slightly lesser extent, will win 80 or more games. But like both of those things happening, maybe it's a little less than 50%. But I'm, re- I'm right there, Patrick. I'm, I'm very, very close. Excellent. All right, we'll we'll work on we'll work on that this off season. Uh, Mac pointing out to uh, in the comments, uh, St. Louis Cardinals, their game. I mean, fans were in the stands; they were ready, and they canceled it. Boom, right there. Todd pointing out uh, with the Monfords going out and spending on, on Chris Bryant. If you're talking about you know strong off seasons, it, it could be a couple more years uh, until you know the Rockies make a big splash in, in free agency. So uh, we're gonna gonna have to wait and see uh, what happens. Uh, you know the Diamondbacks were quiet this off season. Smaller moves, but again, they're getting their young guys ready to get going. We could see them move next year because. Keep an eye on the Diamondbacks. Whatever they do, uh, the Rockies should be close behind. Uh, Jesse, go ahead and plug away uh, where folks can find all your content at. Yeah, we're, we have Talking Jake on the show uh, this evening over on the PHNX D-backs podcast. So Talking Jake from John Boy joining us at 5 p.m. Arizona time, so 6 p.m. if you're out in Colorado. 
Um, but yeah, you can find us on Twitter at, at PHNX underscore Dbacks. You can find me at, at Jesse and Friedman. Uh, and then, of course, our YouTube channel, PHNX Sports. That's that's where all the magic happens. So uh, if you want to come hang out with uh, with uh, us and with Talking Jake tonight, we'll we'll be there at 6 p.m. Colorado time. I recommend it. Jake Storielli, one of the best in the game from John Boy Media. We're on Twitter at DNVR underscore Rockies. At Patrick D. Lyons is where I'm at on Twitter. And uh, Jesse, this has been wonderful. But as a baseball person and a podcaster, you should know uh, that momentum, it's only as good as your next show. So, of course, we'll talk to you tomorrow on the DNVR Sports channel on YouTube at 11 a.m.